Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, even in 2020, always Stros. All right, have you ever gone to summer camp and there was like a rain day and you're supposed to go on a field trip or something like that and it got canceled and you're like, oh man, I wanted to go to Memorial Park today. I wanted to go to the zoo today, but the stupid rain canceled it, so we had to watch a stupid movie instead. Well, that's what happened today for the Houston Astros. Apparently, their tests from Friday have not come back and it's Monday. I don't know if you got the memo, but it was Monday today and the results were not back in until later in a day so the Astros decided to cancel the practice for a day and uh, you can you can understand that and we'll talk about that today on tonight locked on Astros podcast today tonight whatever you can get locked on Astros on podcasting app MLA as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and when you get in car tell your smart device to play the podcast locked on Astros so we actually have a schedule. I can't believe we actually have a schedule that we can look at and like, ooh, that would be cool. I wish I could go to that game. Not. So we have a 60-game schedule, and we'll be playing. What are, you, are you from Boston now? Was not. that a not? Or are you like the, like the Sox? When the Sox come to town. No, the, the <laughs> clam chowder. Yeah, so, chowder. No, no oh, but anyway, it was. Okay. we have a 60-game schedule, and of course we're going to play 40 games against the AL West, the teams we're supposed to be playing against. But we're also going to play four games versus all the NL West teams, which is something that we've been talking about and something I've been mentioning on the podcast for, let's say, about two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, whatever it was. The Astros are going to have one of the longest travel, air miles, whatever you want to call it, but apparently it's actually the rain. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but the Astros are just right behind them. It sucks being in AOS, and they had to make some compromises with start time. And so a lot of the Astros games are going to be starting even in Houston at 810. But that way, in when they're in California, it won't start at 910 every night. Oh, you know, poor, poor California. Imagine them having to suffer through nine o'clock baseball games. That would suck, wouldn't it? Well, 2020 double rods to you because we hate you already. I think it's fine. We start off with Seattle, a fluffy schedule, the first four games. But right after that, Eric, we play the L.A. Dodgers on the 28th and 29th. And the 29th game is slotted for an ESPN game. So I think that's pretty cool. But Eric, I don't know if you caught this, but one of the things that I noticed about Major League Baseball is they put out icons for each team. And I noticed that a certain Dodger was not on the icon for the team. They actually showed, instead of Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers, they're promoting Mookie Betts over the reigning NL MVP, Cody Bellinger. I was shocked. I was like, wait, he's we're the playing... Hot new, he's the hot girl on the block. He's the new girl on the yeah, block. He's but like... Eric, Bellinger's the reigning MVP. You it's don't Mookie put Mookie Betts. Betts. It's Mookie Betts. Oh, Come on. Whatever. 
get out of here with that clam chowder, you know? <laughs> Come on, dude. He's he, he used to be on the socks, you know? It, I just okay. Here's here's the thing. Like like I can't I can't see straight right now because I got so many things going on. I won't even talk about our little league game tonight. It was brutal. But here's the thing. This schedule. How many games will we have to play? I've how many games will we have to play for us to have a season? I believe honestly, Eric. If we get through the first week, I think you see the season complete. I think if you get through a full week of baseball, they finish the season. What do you think? All right, so if you uh, if you sweep the week, then you're going to be going to playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually, with everything that's going on, we saw all these practices canceled around baseball. This was not just the Astros thing. This was a baseball thing. I forgot what teams it was. I think it was the A's. I remember the... The Nationals. Nationals. And there's like a lot of teams that had the same issues. And the whole big thing of for the players is like we want to be tested every other day they actually want to be tested every day but the owner said well can we make it every other day but they're having a trouble getting from point a to point b and this is gonna be issue and we see players like martin maldonado his wife is labeled high risk for contracting covid19 and this is what he had to say if we don't get the results on time i'm risking my family and players on the field it could be anybody that has it and we don't know who has it until we get the results back. And that's what people are looking across baseball. We saw Nick Markakis, of all people, go ahead and opt out for the season yesterday. And he said he talked to Freddie Freeman. And he said after listening to Freddie Freeman kind of say what his symptoms were and how it was affecting him, he's like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need to play this baseball season. I made enough. I'll I'll be back in 2021. And this is going to be a ultimate nightmare at the end of the day. When you practice when you cancel practice, I know Alan Iverson would be like, practice, it's practice. Practice is a big deal, especially when you've missed what, I guess it was like about three months or two months, whatever. But when you miss this much time and you're expected to jump into baseball action in less than, what, 18 days now, you're supposed to be in shape. And I just don't know. I, I'm getting more worried about the season. Well, here's the thing. I think these players, a lot of them are young enough and their bodies are well-trained enough that the two weeks will be fine for them to get in game ready mode. Now, pitchers, it may be a different story. The pitchers may not be able to go normal innings or extend themselves like they would because their arms are so used to a certain routine. But I'm also not going to fault a player. Like in my mind, if someone like Nick Markakis wants to sit out, I initially don't have good thoughts about Nick Markakis. But at the end of the day, he's a human being, whether I agree with him or not, or how he trashes the Astros, I could care less. He's a human being. He deserves to make the decision on his own. If a player wants to not play, then you know what? You have that right. You have to respect their decision because you would have to put yourself in their shoes. Like as a fan, selfishly, I want to say, suck it up, buttercup, go out there and play. But I'm also not the one putting my butt on the line to play baseball. Now, I will say this. A lot of people are going out doing things, wearing masks, social distancing, and taking the necessary precautions. You know, more and more cases are popping up. And so there is a logic to players not wanting to play. At the end of the day, Eric, if they pull this off, it will be a miracle. If baseball comes out of this with any like glowing reviews, it will not be because of what Manfred did or didn't do. It won't be because of the owners. It will be because the because the players put their butts on the line to go out there and play baseball, not just for themselves, but for the fans. And so I do commend the players that are continuing to grind and go out there smiling, wanting to play the game. Because you know ultimately they all want to play. 
But at the same time, I don't know that they want to risk their lives in order to play. And I'll caveat with this and I'll end it with this, my comments here. I don't know that it's ultra dangerous, but there's a lot we still don't know because the target is moving, the goalposts are moving. So we don't know what's up and what's down with this. So again, players aren't going to play. You can't hold it against them. And I think everybody's kind of have has their eyes on Mike Trout because he's been kind of against season and like maybe we shouldn't do this. But if Mike Trout ends up opting out, and I, I don't I don't think he will, but if he does, does that's a big deal because he's one of the better players in baseball and a lot of people look at basketball and like okay who's the best player some people say LeBron James somebody will say yada yada uh, nobody will say James Harden by the way but uh, that's a different podcast but uh, <laughs> uh, we can look it's at the beer. Texans at, as well and like there's not a lot of um, big household names but uh, we got Mike Trout in baseball and he is whether he likes to admit it or not he is the face of baseball and if he decides to opt out at the end of the day I think you'll see a lot of players kind of falling suit and everybody being like well what's the point of the season so uh, yeah all my fancy baseball teams are we're trying to think like okay should we go ahead and do a season and I'm like look at all these people I just lost David Price Uh, some people are losing other people and it's just like What's the point of doing doing it for money? I mean, you can still do it for fun, but what's the point of doing it for money? So let's talk well, about the Astros' 2020 season so far. They're going to start off with the Mariners. Then they're going to face the Dodgers. No, they're not going to face the Dodgers on the road where there's no fans. <laughs> MLB Baseball did this on purpose. They had the Dodgers like mid-September, like September 12th or something like that. And there may be fans back in the stands at that time. And that means that they'll be able to boo the Astros. And I knew the MLB would be doing something like this to just say, okay, I know we're not going to have fans. But we're going to make sure that we'll have fans back by the time Astros go to L.A. Well, you know, you, you have to put L.A. in the front because you do have to mix in some games with the with the NL. And I think L.A. and Houston right now is an interesting storyline, even though it was three years ago and Dodgers fans are still crying about 2017. You know, it's like they totally forgot that in 18 they lost as well. Didn't they lose at home as but the well? the Red Sox were cheating and Astros were cheating. I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> They don't talk about the Red Sox. They're not, oh, we can't wait to get it's it's the Astros are the only villain. Because Manfred block. said they didn't do anything. Didn't you get that memo? The I Red know, Sox did they, nothing. They made- they made a guy a scapegoat. Or we, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, dude. Like, MLB knew it. Like, if MLB was smart, they would have started the Astros playing the Dodgers. Or they would have started the Astros playing the Nationals. They would have done something like that. But, you know, we all know that MLB poo-poos the bed whenever they got a good plan. But, dude, they okay, Eric, how many months did they have to plan this? And they couldn't get test results back? Like, what the hell? Like, if I worked with this efficacy at my job, I would be fired. Like, I wouldn't even be employed. I couldn't even flip burgers at McDonald's if I was incompetent as a people running Major League Baseball Women's right now. Women's soccer can do it, so. I mean, dude, every, I mean, people can do it. People can do it. You've got billionaires. You've got millionaires. I mean, what's your damn problem? Dude, oh, well, it's Fourth of July weekend and there were delaying tests. Whatever. You had three months to figure it out and you just know, like, basically, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and here's the thing, Eric. I'm almost to the point to where I'm just like, I mean, why even have a season? I just saw, like, a tweet just came across at 10.55 when we're doing this PM. Cole Calhoun just tested positive for the for the, um, for the the Arizona Diamondbacks for COVID-19. Joey Gallo. 
Joey Gallo. Joey freaking Gallo. Oh, Joey Gallo, the uh, yeah. the uh, yeah, the home run, the, the uh, guy who hits homers off of um, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, or or the guy who hits out of a shift. Very good, very good, Joey. So so wait, is is Joey positive? Is he he's positive? Is he opting? Is he opting out? No, he's positive. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry. Cole, Cole Cole Calhoun opted out. He tested positive. He's like, adios, muchachos. I'm out. And so here's the thing. How many players do we have to lose Major League Baseball before the rest of the players just throw the towel in? It's like it's kind of like that Apollo fight, just watching Apollo get plummeled to death by the Russian. And to this day, I watch Rocky Four and I'm like, please throw like I still yell, throw in the damn towel. <laughs> like the trainer. And that's maybe that's what we need to do, man. Because I'm afraid we're gonna go from Rocky Four to Rocky Five if we finish the year with too many people quitting baseball this year. Uh, you know what sucks about the schedule, and I hope the A's do not allow that drummer guy into the stadium because we're gonna play the A's ten times this year. Seven no of drums. them, seven of them are gonna be on the freaking road. So if I have to listen to that drum the whole time, I'm gonna. Dude, he won't. No, dude, they're gonna let him there. in. It's 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 be like okay. No, well, he's no. You know, it's a cardboard. He's essential. Cutout, He's essential. He's a it's drummer. It's a cardboard cutout. Now, what they may do is they may pump drum noises through the speakers. Oh crap! Yeah, that'll they be could worse. do that. Yeah. So, uh, cardboard fans, we need to. I hope Mike Acosta listens to this. We need cardboard cutouts of Locked On Astros host at Minute Maid Park, <laughs> preferably behind home plate. So the Astros are playing at Dodger Stadium uh, mid September or something like that. But this is what the Astros' home schedule looks like. Not that it matters for us because. Because most likely we won't be going in games. The Mariners in town for four to start the season. The Dodgers come in in town for two games. Then you have the Giants come in for three games. Mariners come in for three games. Then the Rockies come in for two games. And then the Angels come in for four games. Then the Athletics come in. A's only time this year they come to Minute Maid Park is for three games and then three games versus the Rangers and then three games versus Rangers and three games versus the Diamondbacks. What I love in this is that the Rockies and Astros play back to back. So they play the Rockies at Minute Maid Park, then they go to Coors Field and then they play two games there. And so that brings up something that Darren Willman on Twitter kind of brought up and this is an interesting graphic. I did put the link in the notes uh, if you want to look at it, but this is something I was talking about and this is the mileage for the season breakdown. You would think the Astros would be among the tops because they're not really in the West Coast. I don't know if y'all know this MLB baseball, but they're not in the West Coast. They're kind of in the central division and they're in the central time zone. I'm just saying, but I guess you would have to get two more teams over there. So why don't we just move the Blue Jays over there and the Rays over there? Uh, where can they go? I, I don't know. Uh, the Blue Jays, here's the deal. The Blue Jays need to go to Arizona. I know they're in Florida. They need to leave Florida. That, that place no, no, no. is a- Blue Jays are in <laughs> Toronto. I, just want to- I know they're in Toronto. That's okay. <laughs> send their butt to Arizona. Who cares? Like they're now the Rays. By the Rona. How about we send, send the Rays to Vegas? There. Ra- there. We just solved no. the problems. Oh, no. Nobody the goes to Rays games. Hold on. The Rays to Montreal because they wanted to go to Montreal anyways for half a season. That's not helping so just- us. We want to get out of the West Division. 
And I'm looking at the thing, and I, I don't know what team this is, but I'm sure it's the oh. Indians or something like that. They're, oh, they're... nope. They're just the Cleveland right now. Don't call them the Indians. <laughs> oh, they're sorry, just sorry. the Clevelands. Hey, I, I was thinking about doing saying, hey, I think it should be Cleveland Rocks, but then it's so close to being the Rockies, and I don't think that they'll do that. Yeah. But... No, I think, honestly, on a serious note, they need to be the Cleveland Spiders. That's what they were back in the day. It's kind of a cool name. It's a throwback. That's the leading. the Cleveland Spiders. That's the leading odds. Or just call them the tribe. And then they could be like a tribe called Quest, like the rap group or something. I don't know. I actually got an email for that. Let me pull that up real quick. But it's, You got an email from the from the from Cleveland? No, not from Indians. Oh. It's like some um like uh, let me I don't Eric, see. You can't say Indians. You gotta say <laughs> tribe or or Cleveland's. I got this email from the odds for the next Indians mascot name or, uh, I guess, team name. And this is what they were. The Spiders were plus 300. The Naps <laughs> were plus 400. The Guardians were plus 500. The Buckeyes were plus 600. The Dobies were plus 700. The Wild Things. I love that. I think it should be Cleveland Wild Things. That was plus 800. The Blue Sox. Uh, why not? We already have white and red Sox. Why not blue? And uh, that's plus 900. And then the Rocks was plus 100. And the Chihoygas which I don't know how's that much different from what their current name is, is plus 1,500. The Crows is plus 2,000. The Rockers is plus 2,000. And then Unions is plus 2,500. I was actually thinking of the Unions, actually. Um, and the Fellers were plus 3,300. Like, like Bob Feller? Like, like Fellers? Like, hey, Feller or, or Bob Feller? Something like that. I don't know, but it's crazy. But uh, the over and under for game one of uh, Yankees versus Nationals, um, the Yankees are favored at negative 130 and the Nationals are plus 120 and the over under is seven runs. Game two is Giants versus Dodgers and the Giants are the Dodgers with Kershaw on the mound. Our favorite 265 over the Giants with Cueto on the mound, who I don't think even pitched last year at plus 30, uh, 235. So, And this is was what I thought was awesome about this email. Most home runs during the 2020 regular season. What do you think the over was? Over-under. The, the over-under was, I believe it would probably be 31. No, 20.5. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I, went, I went way high on that. Yeah, we're talking about 60 games, dude. We're not talking about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Oh, yeah. And I know. I just, I don't know. I just was like, I, w- I wish someone would hit 30 home runs in a 60-game season. That'd be really cool. And this kind of goes back to our discussion we've been having for the past two or three weeks about Jose Altuve. Will anyone hit 400 or better during the 2020 regular season? What do you think the odds were? <sighs> Five to one. Well, I don't know what those are, but I know that the it's uh yes was plus 700, which means not likely to happen. The no is negative 1,000. So they don't think anybody's going to hit 400. And if you think about it, to qualify during a shortened season with the coronavirus out there, people, obviously, they're going to miss some time. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to be really, what's that guy, uh, Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> you're going to have to eat your spinach, and you're going to have to be Superman the whole time. And I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, if anybody could do it, I think Jose Altuve could do it. But uh, he really needs Daniela to stay home. Don't go get your hair done. Don't get your nails did. And just, just let 
Carlos Correa play baseball and not transmit the COVID-19 throughout the whole clubhouse. But So, Eric, here's the deal. So let's say you get four at-bats per game times 60 games, right? That's 240 at-bats. 240, if you divide that by three, that's that's 80 hits. So, so you have to get 80 hits to basically hit around 300. Um, out of those 240 at bats, you would you would need nearly probably 100 hits, and right there, it is going to be a tough feat to bat 400. But I think with a shortened season, if you get a guy that starts off hot and he's really hot, I mean Tyler White at one point was batting 667 when he first came up to play baseball for the Astros. So there is a chance that over a five or six game period, some guy's going to be batting 750 or 667 or 485 or you know what I'm saying. What they're going to have to do is they're going to have to start hot. They're going to have to probably get at least one hit per game to keep their average up, and then they're going to have to finish where they're getting multiple hits. Someone like Michael Brantley could easily hit 400 in the 60-game season. He's a very good hitter. Um, Jose Altuve, I think, stands a really good chance. He's fully healthy. Why not? Um, I think we have two guys that if anybody's going to get it on this team, it would be either Altuve or Brantley. So to get ready for the season, the Astros have not planned any exhibition games, but the Rangers do open up at home the Astros open up at home maybe they can kind of meet somewhere in between maybe Round Rock or something like that and play a, a few practice games just to get some people some actual um, practice versus teams that because um, every team's not gonna have Justin Verlander I don't know if y'all know that but not every team has somebody like Justin Verlander or even Zach Greinke of all people so uh, the Astros will have four nationally televised games this uh, year I believe opening day will be one of them and most them would be on Fox and it's just it's just crazy everything that's going on but the best tweet of the day was I saw uh, Nick Cassianos taking Trevor Bauer deep not just at their teammates but he did a big bat flip and everything that was epic and I know we're not big Trevor Bauer fans, but Rosenthal tweeted today a memo the Players Association sent to the player agents today said the union and MLB are actively pursuing additional medical lab site to increase the speed and efficiency of testing, processing, and reporting. If y'all follow Chandler Rome, you know that he's not very optimistic that there will be a season. He thinks that there's too much going on and people are like, you mean if he's like, no, I'm, I'm really mean. There's not going to be a season. I mean, I get it. I get the skepticism. I, I want to be an optimist. I think the glass is always half full. I think there's always a blessing, even in a curse. I just, that's, that's how, that's how God designed me. That's how, that's how my mind works is that there's got to be a silver lining somewhere. And when they can figure out how to contain, how to stop the spread. See, that's the key. The key is you don't want to, you know, I mean, obviously you're not going to cure it. So you're not looking for the cure. You're looking to stop the spread. The NBA has the best handle on that because they have a bubble. They're actually shipping in floor, like the floor from like the Rockets, the Clippers, the Lakers. So when they play home games, they have the home team's logo on the floor. Okay. Let's I mean, go Rockets. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, they figured it out. They've, they figured it out, but their sports a lot easier to figure out. They only got five on the court. They only have 10 or 11 there total where baseball you've got a ton of dudes in the dugout. You got the bullpen. You got to space them out. 
And the stadiums are spacious enough where you can space the players out. That's not the problem. The problem is after the game, how do you control it where they go? How do you control who they're in contact with? Does someone come and clean their hotel room who happens to be COVID positive, but they don't know it? So there's so many different things going on. But if this season happens and if the Astros win the World Series title, will we celebrate it as much as we will 2017 because 2020 has been such a crappy year? Yes. Or will it? <laughs> I will. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Dude, talking about um, Cancun, Brett. Y'all don't we, know about we that. We did it Cancun legitimately this time. Up. We did it for real this time. It was not <laughs> cheating. We did for we- real. We did it in the midst of a pandemic. How real can you get, right? Yeah. Oh my God, it's just this is insane. Hey, Eric, I do want to say this. I want to I want to recognize um, a couple people out there that participated in our in our giveaway. Um, Rip Griffin and Joshua McDonald. Joshua McDonald is an is is an is an assistant principal at a school in I believe in the Katy area. And he was one of the people that got the trivia question when I read the stats. He guessed Craig Biggio. Rip Griffin had get they guessed about the same time I got a DM from both of them. And so instead of giving away one card, I gave away two Biggio cards. So this is what I'm going to do. I've got two cards right here that I'm going to give away tonight. And I'm going to read stats off the back of one of the players. And I'm going to give one hint as to where he was from and his birth year. And then I'll give you a lot of stats. He was from Lakeland, Florida. That's his home. He was born on November 7th, 1944. This player won 20 games in back-to-back seasons. I'll give you this hint. Late 70s, early 80s. He pitched with the Astros for around nine seasons and I'm going off my really bad eyes looking at this card but this guy he has a famous last name and he had a famous pitch so that's the first one the second one is a guy that in 2000 had 353 at bats 21 home runs and he hit 297 those are two players two different cards two different players two cards if you call in now if you've won before you can't play but you can guess and i'll tell you dm so if you call or not call yeah (laughs) if if you call here's my number 1-800-YOU-WISH no if you dm myself or eric and you tell me the first player the guy that won back-to-back 20 game seasons in late 70s early early 80s and has a famous last name. He was born in 44 from Lakeland, Florida. I will mail you that card. And the other guy in 2000, he had 21 home runs. He had 353 at-bats and a 297 average. I will send you that card. You can't win both. I got to give one to someone and one to the other. But we appreciate y'all supporting our show. We appreciate y'all listening. So, Eric, I just want to throw that out there for our, our faithful listeners who locked on Astros Nation. And if you're not really on Twitter, we do have options for you. You can tweet. Uh, sorry. Text at 281-819-0251. I repeat, 281-819-0251. So if you want us to talk about something, like I had a request recently for us to talk about the Astros jersey, and I know that uh, the like which one's the best Astros jersey of all time, I know that's something that probably be best in the off season. but if you have some comments or questions that you want to ask us, you can always text us that as well. But I want to kind of end the show talking about uh, Sean Doolittle. I know we kind of talked about it yesterday. We kind of previewed it, but I'm not going to read everything because it's it's a lot, but this is what he said. I've never wanted my entire identity to be wrapped up in baseball. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying there's a lot. 
I think this is where we're still trying to come to grips where our baseball fits in American society in 2020. Is it just a distraction? Yes. Is it like some ancient Rome bread and circuses stuff where we're just appeasing the masses and giving them distraction from everything else that's going on in the world? All the bad things that are going on in the world. Or can we be a productive part of a discussion about ending racism, promote promoting equality and justice for everybody. I think we've reached a tipping point where over the last couple of months, guys have just kind of found their voice. They've been maybe been more active on social media than they've been throughout their career. And they've gotten them a little bit more comfortable putting themselves out there. So basically what he's saying is, are you entertained? And we're like, not yet, but we do understand that there's other stuff going on out there. And I, I understand. I'm not saying that baseball is a end all, be all distraction, but at the same time, I think that it does mean more than Sean Doolittle probably understands to Nationals fans because uh, those National fans were the ones that were celebrating the World Series last year, and I know there's a lot going on in the world and. Uh, we can't change that right now. We just want baseball. And I, I think that we're trying to see if we could do baseball. If we can't do baseball, great. That's fine. We'll just start in 2021 again. But at least the fact that they're trying, we got to schedule out. Now, MLB still has to come out and address this whole delay in the testing stuff and everything that goes there. But I think we're on the right path, and we'll have to see what goes on from here. So any closing thoughts? Yeah, Major League Baseball attempted to answer the questions of the COVID testing. They basically came out and said, well, you know, 60 70% of the tests came back. We just had a delay in some of them in, in the delivery process, yada, yada, yada. They basically made excuses. Sean Doolittle did have some significant things to say. He did talk about you know, ending racism, equality, being a productive part of the conversation, promoting basically baseball to everybody. And, you know, I really think baseball has baseball has done that. Baseball's been one of those sports. It is a place where people, it seems, of all backgrounds come together and play the game. You know, our Jackie Robinson Day in baseball is honoring, you know, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier and the just the kind of character of a man it took to do that. So I don't know. I think I think Sean Doolittle got a little too philosophical. But you know what? I'm not a professional baseball player. So technically, I don't have any dogs in that hunt. And if that's his opinion, and if that's what he thinks, then more power to him. I'm glad he's speaking up. I mean, this is a great country. You can speak your mind. And I can agree to disagree with you. I don't have a problem with that. I, did, I just think he went a little too far. It is more than just a sport to a lot of baseball fans. It is... It is, it is a lot of stuff. It is life. It is learning. It is teaching about failure. It is teaching about success. There are a lot of things to it. And I'll say this. Next show, Eric, we need to probably pay an ode and remember the woo for Josh Reddick because Astros fans, we may not have another chance to say woo again. Yeah, I we need work on your woos there, but I, I get your point. We'll have to talk about that on the next podcast. But guys, Woo! let's just hope maybe a little bit better, but let's just hope for some baseball and it's just something to kinda 
just distract us from everything that we're going through in real life because we're not all millionaires who, nah, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, <laughs> so that's all we got for tonight's Lockdown Astros podcast. Hopefully we won't have too many more canceled practices because those canceled practices will add up at the end. And hopefully we'll have some baseball this year. Hopefully we'll play a lot of the 60 game schedule. Who knows what really happens? That's that's the kind of the beauty of it. It's kind of all up in the air right now. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Astros Podcast. Now I'll tell you smart device played at most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.